We honor you. We bless you. We celebrate you. We give you the glory. Hallelujah. 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 My God, your mercy endure forever and your truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your truth endureth to all generations. Hallelujah. We give you the praise. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. For you are the God that ride on the clouds by the name of Jah. You are so faithful. You are rich in mercy. You are great. You are so loving. You are kind. Oh, God, how majestic is your name in all of the earth. So we bless you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Can everybody hear me clearly? I hope you can. Of course, I put the phone down for a minute to praise God. But I just wanted you to take a minute and bless your daddy and give him the glory because he is God. And beside him, mama, 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 shaka. Beside him, last time I read my Bible, beside him, there is no other. There's no Savior beside him. There's no God beside him. He is awesome, and he is so mighty. I want you to make sure that you take the latter part of this year and be intentional like the Lord has commanded us to be. Uh, A lot of us do not understand that we are fighting battles, and we're not wrestling against flesh and blood for principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness and high places, you know what the Word of God tells us. And I, 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 I want to say that to you, that you need to make sure that absolutely everything you are doing this year makes sense. All right? Now, you may have wasted time. You may have wasted time, you know, um, over the last couple of days or over the last couple of years, but you need to make sure that you are doing exactly what God told you to do because if you're not in the center of your assignment right now, all of us in here have an assignment. There's something that you're called to do. There's something that no one can do but you. And if you're not in the center of your assignment, you need to be training for it. So everything you do should be intentional. If God has called you to be a dancer, if God has called you to be a teacher, if God has called you to be a gamer, I, mean, I don't know what it is. If God has called you to the marketplace, if God called you to be a wife, God called you to be a preacher, God called you to be a doctor, a nurse, a scientist, a lawyer, whatever it is that God has called you to do, if God has called you to do that and you're not doing it right now, you need to be training for what God has called you to do. And some of you are so busy, mad about you not being in the center of your assignment, that you're not training for where you're supposed to be. It's like a woman who's ready to be married and mad that the man won't marry her. But the question is, are you training to be a wife? Or a man who's ready to be married and upset that the woman won't marry are you training to be a husband? Are you training to be a doctor? You go to school to be that doctor. You don't just wake up and say, I just want to be a doctor. There's extensive years of training that you have to undergo. And the word of the Lord to you today is, if you're not in the center of what you're supposed to be doing, you need to be training for it. Now, take a minute and ask yourself, am I training? 
Am I doing everything that I need to do so that when it's time for me to fulfill my assignment, I've already trained for my position? You see, Joseph, he excelled in prison. He excelled. Even though he was in prison, he excelled in prison and did well that he was made the head of the prison. So wherever you are, you should be training and become the best at what you are. I don't care if you're the custodian and God had told you you're supposed to be the manager. Well, be a great custodian, all right? I don't care if you're the manager and the Lord has told you you're supposed to be the CEO. You need to be great at it. You need to train well to train for your next season. Jesus trained for 30 years, even though he only preached for three and a half. He had to go through 30 years of training in order to minister for three and a half years. And his 30 years of training made such an impact that people all over the world are still recipients of his 30 years of training. So the Lord is telling me to tell someone today, you're not training, and whatever he's calling you to do, you need to begin to train. Now, this is a powerful word that I'm telling somebody, all right? If you don't like where you are, if you say I should be making more money, okay, I just want to know, are you training well? Do you have the right attitude? Are you keeping the right disposition? Are you bitter? Are you unforgiving? Are you gossiping? Are you complaining? Are you murmuring? Philippians chapter 2, verse 14, do all things without murmuring and disputing. All right? The children of Israel did not make it to the promised land. Why? Because they murmured and they complained. Moses missed the promised land because as a result of him hanging with someone, who murmured and complained, he took on the spirit of the children of Israel and smote the rock instead of speaking to the rock and missed his promise, all because he did not train properly. This is a season of training, and that's why this year has to be the year of intentionality, because I believe next year is going to be a great year for you that have trained for 2020. You don't become a millionaire by accident. You become one on purpose. You don't become successful and great by accident. Every individual who I know who is great at their craft have given themselves the time of training. I've expressed to you all, if you've not read it, you should read a book called Outliers. Because any time you do anything for any amount of time, you become great at it. Are you training to be that preacher? Are you training to be that elder? Are you training to be that wife or that husband? Because if you're not training, you're wasting time. And you delay your promotion when you do not properly train. Whenever you go into a job, before they give you a position, you have to go through training. And if you don't pass the training well, we can tell it when it's time for you to walk in your position. Some of you, the position is too heavy for heaven to allow you to walk into it sloppy. So you need to perfect your training. If Jesus trained for 30 years, how much time does you think it take for you? Because you are either assigned to a people or to a person, all right? There's somebody whose problem you're supposed to solve. There are some people that you're supposed to solve their problem, all right? 
And what makes you significant is not what you can do like everybody else. What makes you significant is different. Yes, you have two eyes. Everybody has two ears. Everybody has a nose. Everybody has two legs. But the one who has one leg and is able to still survive, it makes him significant. So whatever is different is your assignment. Whatever you can do that someone else cannot do, that's your assignment. That's what you need to focus on, and that's what you need to give energy to. Some of you cannot find your assignment and what God has called you to do because you're so busy getting involved in everything else. Has God told you to do what you're doing? You know, I dealt with the spirit of pride in KCC and talked about how the word of God declares in Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. That was a word that I gave to KCC, a very strong word, that any time you make a decision and you do not follow the guidance of the Holy Ghost and the decision that you made, you are in pride. Because humility is when you completely depend on him. It was John five nineteen and John 5 and 30 where Jesus said, I only do what the Father tells me to do. And he's God in the flesh. He was sinless, yet he made no decision without the direction of his Father. And how many decisions do you make and you don't speak to him? How many investments have you gotten involved in? How many business ideas? How many ideas that people come to you and you say, oh, it sounds good, but you never sought the Lord about it? One thing that I learned about a dear man of God, uh, they said what made this man of God so powerful, Andrew Womack, was that he doesn't make a move until he hears the Holy Ghost. See, every good idea is not a God idea. Everything that sounds good doesn't mean it's God. And some of us get upset because we feel like we're asking, but he doesn't speak. But how long are you willing to wait until you hear his voice? You follow that direction. The Bible said, let the peace of God rule. That word rule, there is umpire. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost will umpire your life. He will lead you. He will direct you. But the peace of God has to be your umpire. And umpire is the person at the baseball field who calls the shots. He declares whether it's a strike or a ball. And the Lord is saying, let my peace call the shots. Let my peace determine what's good and what's bad for you. If you don't get that peace, you don't do it. I don't care how good it sounds. If you don't get that, mm, I don't feel okay about it, then you back up from it. I've missed it. I've not always sought the Lord like I should have. Sometimes I trusted the person who told me and did not listen to the leading of the Holy Ghost. So I'm telling you that humility is when you completely depend on him. And I think that um, you need to, um, uh, I think you need to listen to the Holy Ghost and find out from the Holy Ghost what is it that you've been assigned to do. And I promise you, you'll find it out when you ask yourself questions like, whose pain matter to you? Who do you want to protect? Who do you want to watch over? Who makes you mad? What makes you mad? What upsets you? You got to remember that because if you're assigned to a person or you are assigned to a people, whatever upsets you 
that people do to them, that's your assignment. I can't stand if you I can't stand when people take advantage of a child. If that's a passion of yours, then you've been assigned to it. All right? Does that make sense? Caleb is assigned to a Joshua. Aaron is assigned to a Moses. He knows his assignment. Ruth is assigned to a Naomi. Your God is my God. Your people is my people. Your enemies are my enemies. Your friends are my enemies because I have an assignment to you. That's something you all need to learn if you're ever going to be a member of a man of God or a woman of God's ministry. If you have an assignment to their pastor, their enemies are your enemies. Their God is your God. Their people are your people. And when you come against that person, you come against me because I have an assignment to them. Hey, am I making sense? You need to find out your assignment. Find out who you're called to. Are you called to children? Are you called to men? Are you called to women? All right? Are you called to homosexuals to get them to live? You understand? You need to find out what your assignment is. Jesus said, I was sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And it took an enormous amount of uh, persistence to get Jesus, of course. You know, and what, what would move them was faith. He told the woman, it's not me for me to give that which is holy unto dogs. You remember that? He said, I'm not called to you. That's all he was telling her. I don't know if you ever seen the movie, The Book of Eli. Denzel Washington is walking. He sees the young lady being hurt, but he reminds himself, my job is to walk west, to go west. That's what I've been assigned to do. That's my calling. And sometimes we want to help people and we get involved in things that the Spirit of God has not told us to get involved in. But the Lord is calling me to tell you, this year, as you make it past halftime, you need to get back on course and find out exactly what your assignment is and stick to it. This is something that I'm not just ministering to you all. Prophet Carnes in time past has been a procrastinator. I start well because I'm a visionary. And visionaries they work on their vision for a minute until they get another vision, and then if the person who are assigned to them does not pick up the vision and carry it, a lot of times the vision ends up dying because the visionary is on to another vision. And that's why visionaries have to have people around them who can catch the ball and run with it. Because once I show you the vision, it's your vision to take that. It's your assignment, if you're assigned to me, to take that vision and run with it. That's powerful. You take the vision and you run with the vision so that when I get ready to make another vision, I have someone else in place to catch that vision and run with it. The apostolic and the prophetic work together. We build, we plant, all right? But anyone who plants cannot just keep planting in the same ground. They buy seeds. Farmers does not buy one acre. They buy acres of land to continue to sow, all right? So I have a tendency a lot of times of having a vision. I see it. This could be powerful. But if the people around me don't take it and run with it, then it'll fail a lot of times. I'm going to make it my business going into next week even beginning to be intentional about every decision I make. The Lord gave me a word and told me to do something on Monday. So I'm going to do it, you know. I don't even know why God got me doing it, but I'm obeying him 
because the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So here's the word of the Lord. You need to find out what your assignment is. Find out exactly you have been called to do. Okay? And if you cannot state your assignment in one sentence, you don't know it. Okay? So you need to depend on the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is to you what Jesus was to the disciples. And you need to find out exactly what your assignment is. And if you don't know what it is, that just means you need to be interrogated more. Somebody needs to ask you some more questions. Get on your nerves until they can get it out of you. All right? Because you need to know your assignment. Hallelujah. Do you have that? The second thing God told me to tell you tonight is you don't thank me enough. That an attitude of gratitude is what releases the blessing of God in your life. A person who is humble is a very thankful person. We're not thankful enough. When you wake up in the morning, I told my church from A to Z, you need to do a thank you list. I got that from Mike Murdoch. He said you should make a thank you list from A to Z. A, thank you for the anointing. Thank you for angelic protection. Am I making sense? Thank you for being the alpha. Amen. You, you, you start with that A. You start from A. Thank you for a great attitude. All right? All of these A's, all right? Then you go to B. Thank you for my Bible. Thank you that I'm the beloved of God. Huh? Am I making sense? You do an A list. You do a B list. C, thank you for being my comforter. Thank you that I'm a Christian. Thank you that I've accepted Christ. Thank you that I can do all things to you that strength. D, thank you that I'm not defeated. Thank you for my dedication. You know, you should have a thank you list from A to Z. Now, that takes time. And see, some of our problems want to be great, but we don't want to give time to it. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, all of these ball players who we look at, they train, they put their time in in the gym. Michael Tiger Woods trained. You know, am I making sense? Muhammad Ali, all the greats, although they were gifted, and that's what I have to be careful of. Because I'm gifted, a lot of times when you're gifted, the enemy will make you feel like you don't need to train and you'll just operate off of your gift, but you will never be great. You'll always be mediocre because you refuse to put in the work to go to the next level. So you have to get around the best. If you want to be the best, you've got to get around the best and hang around the best of the best in order to fulfill your assignment and become extremely thankful. Father, I thank you for waking me up this morning. You know, Thanksgiving is a seed. That's why the Bible says give it. <laughs> it says give thanks. Well, if it's telling me to give thanks, that means Thanksgiving is a seed. When I don't have money, I can give thanks. And it's impossible to sow a seed of thanks and God not put you in a position to receive more so that you can thank him more. The grateful person is the blessed person because heaven loves to be thanked. So when you have an attitude of gratitude, it puts you in a position that God will make sure you're blessed. 
Does that make sense? So the Lord said to me, you need to find out exactly what your assignment is. You need to know exactly what you're called to do. Okay. And you need to build right relationships. Who you are in relationships matter. You're going into the latter half of this year. If you're in a relationship with a liar, it's okay. I heard one man of God say he used to wouldn't do business with a man if he was a liar, but then he found out he wouldn't be able to do business with nobody because most people lie. So now he puts lying in their profile and know how to deal with a liar. You need to make right relationships with whoever you're going to have a relationship with. Every relationship needs to count. There needs to be a reason why you're in a relationship. There needs to be a reason why you talk. There needs to be a reason why you fellowship. If you have a relationship with any person in anybody, and it is not producing nothing, it is not beneficial, why do you need the excess drama and baggage? I'm asking God to connect Prophet Garn to only who he's supposed to be connected to in this season and remove whoever's supposed to be removed. I mean it. I mean it. I cannot be around those who don't trust me or that I don't trust. I cannot be around those who are not sure where they stand in my life. When you go to battle, you can never go to battle with any individual and you don't know if they got your back. The race is not given to the swift or to the strong. But the Bible says, he that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. If I'm in a race with you, I need to know that I can... Pass the baton to you, and you won't let it fall. If I'm in war with you, I need to know that I can say cover, and you won't let me get shot. If we go to battle, then I say, I got your back, you got my back. I got to know that that is true. You that are connected to Prophet Khan's ministry, I want to give you a prophetic word and let you know by the spirit of grace that over the course of the next 30 days, my life is completely getting ready to change. The Lord has made it very clear to me of a representing of opportunity that he's about to do in my life. He told me that there's a lot of things that have taken place in my life because of my lack of discipline. Private Carter has always had a good prayer life, always gotten his word, but he's not always put in the work that he should put in. But that can no longer be my excuse. I got to put in my work now. It's going to take discipline. It's going to take strength and tenacity. It's going to take me curtailing a lot of things and being more stricter and making decisions and saying what I mean and meaning what I say. I have to have a meeting with my staff tomorrow at the church to call some things to be set up and established because of a goal that we have. When you have a goal, you stick to the goal. Amen. You don't do certain things to make sure you reach your goal. I have a goal. I got to get in shape. I got to lose some weight. So I can't eat certain things. There's a goal I, I have. Uh, building a church, there's a goal we have. I think it's called defined gratification. And community. Every culture and community, every culture and community has learned the art of defied gratification. 
a Chinese person will come here from another country, they'll all stand the same house and build together and save with each other until everyone is able to get out and get their own house and they help each other. We see every culture do it, but usually the African-American culture because we're very selfish people because we're glad that we finally have something and we don't know how to celebrate others. This is the season that everything has to make sense. Every relationship has to make sense, and you've got to be intentional. I mean, you absolutely have to be intentional. And if you're not willing to put in the work this year, I promise you, 2020 is going to be another wasted year. Now, let's be honest. You've wasted a lot of time this year just doing the same old, same old. You made all of these plans in 2019 of things that you were going to do, and you're not doing it. You're more frustrated than you are anything because it seems like your life keeps making a cycle. If you want change, you have to do something about it. You have the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. How often do you pray in tongues? My God, First Corinthians 4 and 2 say, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself. That means you promote yourself. You build yourself up. Well, if that's the way you promote yourself, why aren't you doing it? Turn the light on. The Holy Ghost is the light. Flip the switch. Amen. Everything you need is going to be inside of you. But the Lord said to me today, you have to work out your salvation. I've never seen it that way. He said everything you need is in you, but if you want it to manifest, you have to work it out. I've always seen that a whole different way, that you've got to work out your salvation. No, work out. Everything you need is in you, but it's your job to work out everything that's in you. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Build yourself up. Give yourself to fasting and prayer. Put your time in. Study the word. Be valadala hasantala ba ubaya, brekadosna, indeleme eketala ushna, hallelujah. E lalabaha sikandala huba, hallelujah to God. Am I making sense? These are things that you need to get in place. Build yourself up. So the word of the Lord to you tonight is you need to find out exactly what your assignment. The word of the Lord to you tonight is you need to become more thankful. The word of the Lord to you tonight is every relationship in your life needs to make sense. I really desire a covenant relationship with you who partner with me. You know, I made a promise that you who gave that seat of a thousand, and I'll be reaching out to you. Some of you gave that seat of a hundred dollars, and I have to give you that cloth that the Lord told me you're going to need because this is going to be a dangerous summer, especially for children. We have to keep them covered under the blood of Jesus. Even our football games and basketball games and all of these sports events. We really need to seek the Lord about going to these things. Every move we make needs to be led of the Holy Ghost. There's a major NFL star about to be all over the TV. I mean, and I believe this is very soon. I don't know if it will be a murder, if it's going to be a suicide, but there's a major NFL player getting ready to be all over the news for something, maybe a drug bust. I don't know. It may be a, I don't know. But let's pray, amen, for the players of the NFL. I want to challenge you. You know, I believe that whenever the word is spoken, you should obey. I believe whenever the word comes forth, there's an opportunity for you to put seed in the ground. 
Now, of course, some of you always think it's a game, and I'm not talking to you, but I'm talking to 100 people that trust the word of the Lord in my mouth. This is a new season and a new time, and I'm challenging 100 people right now to sow a seed of $77. There are 100, ooh, I feel the anointing on me so strong. There are 100 people who I'm challenging to sow a seed of $77. Of course, you can give it on briancarn.com, briancarn.org. You can mail it in at P.O. Box 11507, Jacksonville, Florida, 32239. But I'm challenging 100 people who are under the sound of my voice to sow a seed of $77. I'm challenging three people to sow a seed of $777. There are three of you that need to sow a seed of $777. I said there are three of you that need to sow a seed of $777. There's a woman here named Sasha with the letter M. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not hearing it clear. It could be a man or a woman. I believe it's a woman. It's the letter M. I'm not sure which one. You need to give this seed. God is speaking to you. $777 or a person, $77. I'm challenging you. There are three of you given $777. There are 100 of you given $77. I love you so much, and I'm praying for you. You who sow that seed, I'll be calling you the ones who gave that seed of a thousand. The other who gave that seed of a hundred, I'll be sending you what God told me to send you. And I want you to obey this word. You're going into a new new quarter, new half. And it gotta make sense. Let's be intentional about sowing this seed. July the seventh, every person who's a member of KCC is sowing a seed of five hundred dollars. Every person who's in KCC is getting $500 on July the 7th, every person. And that there's anyone who's on this call that's not a member of KCC, the Lord challenged us on July the 7th to give a seed of $500. I want to challenge you. You may want to get 5000 This is our seed that's going toward what we're doing. And I know it's going to be a powerful, powerful seed that's going to bring transformation. God bless you all. I love you. I'm praying for you. I pray God's best. I'm challenging you to go to briancarn.com or .org. Sow your seed of $77. And I'm challenging three of you to sow that seed of $777. I believe God is checking your intentionality. And let it not be for something. Some of you say, Father well, God, I give and I don't get a harvest. You know why I believe? If you're always giving to get, that's why you don't. The Bible says that the motivation behind all of our giving should be out of love. I love you so much, Lord, that if you ask me for $777, you can have it. If you ask me for, hey, man, $777, Lord, you can have it. $7,000, $70,000, whatever you ask me for. At any given moment, I'll give it to you because I want you to know that I love you more than money. I have things pressing me today. I told my church in KCC, 
I have bills, I have attorney's fees, and so many issues that are before me. Nevertheless, I know who my source is. And it's no one's problem, but it's a God issue. And faithfully, it's he who calleth you, who also will do it. God bless you. I'm praying for you, and I pray God's best over your life. I believe you haven't seen nothing yet. This year is a year of intentionality, and I want you to make sure you obey God and do everything you're supposed to do. Let's not mess up the last six months like you did the first six months. Let's be focused. Let's make sure we work on our relationships, and let's make sure we find out exactly what our assignment is. And if we're not doing our assignment, what does that mean? We need to be training for where he's taking us. How's your training doing? How are you holding up? I love you. I'm praying for you. There are 100 people giving $77, and there's three people giving 777 Please, so your seed now. I'm waiting on you so I can pray for that seed and decree a supernatural miracle. BrianCarn.com, BrianCarn.org, or P.O. Box 11507, Jacksonville, Florida, 32239. I got to get myself together. It's time to win the nation, win the world. We got work to do. Love you. More grace. Bye-bye.